0: So, Andy Bolland returns with his new book, 100 Aspects of European Football. Having thought, well, there's not much Scottish stuff in this second book. Yes, there's a couple.
1: There's a couple. There's, there's one about. There's one about. You, you, know, you go up and button in again, straight away, button in. <laughs> a Broth is a good one. A Broth's definitely good. But you talk about Glee Park, maybe?
0: Glee Park, the hedge. I've seen a picture of the hedge at Brickin City. The
1: hedge is amazing. I and mean, they nearly had to bring the hedge down. It's all in the book. History of European football and hundred objects. That's it. <laughs> yes, which is how we is should say. Famous...
0: There is no tournament this summer. So if you want something to do this... Or is there Nations League? <laughs> there's Nations League, isn't there? Uh, there's no uh, proper I, tournament for, this
1: I, I, summer. I, yes, there's that. The, Diddy the competition for rubbish teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that as well. There's a, there's a few stories. There's a really good story about... Uh, well, we'll talk about Glee Pat first and, and mm-hmm. uh, breaking. But then also a Broth and a Broth are doing really well in Scottish football just now. Abroath playing this beautiful... Well, if you're a, a saddle, I sort of love, uh, you know, nostalgia in football and all that, a Broth stadium's like this old stadium, but it's beautiful. And I got into it in great detail in the book. It's a cracking chapter about a Broth as well. But a Broth, they actually have, had George Best and all that come and play at their ground in the 80s. Uh, just just this amazing history. And and a, and a, a real, uh, there's, there's, I won't waste it, because there's a, a real interesting fan fact about uh, Scottish football and the and the, the end of that chapter about a broth, but the broth are in it, um, and it's, it's like a wind machine because it's one of the it's the closest I think closest ground in Europe to, to uh, a way of water. It's oh. just it's basically come out and the beach is there. You so know? it's like a Lynx football was, club. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had that in, and what are the what are the what are the guys that was like what's links? Is that not sausages? You know, no, yeah. that's golf. <laughs> then,
0: Our no, broth by the way. Golf. I didn't realise, I knew they were doing well, they've only lost three league games this season, they are going amazing Johnny, Johnny
1: it is, is, is unbelievable and the guy who is in charge of the, the team, who's like a real, real superstar in Scottish football, Scottish football management, he's like one of the old school, he actually has a team and they're all part time and they're all loving playing, it's simple, they're all loving playing football. They're just loving going up and playing football, and he's got. They train like a Tuesday and a Thursday, and they go in and, and they look. They look. Everyone at first thought that can't happen. That cannot happen. And you know, it looks like they're going to get into the, the. They could be in the, the Premier League, and if that happens, we don't know if they. Because I think they may have to go to Bloomington. Dundee or I, um, I don't know what the they're, do, they're going to do if they're to Aberdeen or Dundee yes the stadium's too small and it's really it's quite antiquated but it's it's a lovely old stadium it's a great stadium and it used to always have a brilliant park uh, in the 70s and 80s I, I used to uh, I, I'm a big team Celtic I shouldn't really say that but I, I'm a big team Celtic And, and but I'm from, I'm from I'm from I live in Colbridge now but I'm from Airdrie so I used to go and see Airdrie one week and I'll be nowhere the next that was when I, when I grew up and I was, I was from the age of about 7 or 8 I remember getting money from my mum and, and Angus Gilchrist next door, Gus, and Bobby Shaw, the other, the other side, Bobby, Shug. We used to always, be uh, down to Broomfield, on the supporters bus, age 10, and go away to a broth for the day. <laughs> go away to a broth. I've been to St. Johnson's old ground, I've been to a old ground, I've been to Montrose, there's a Lynx Park, I've been to see. i I've been to Breakin's ground, I've been to, just go away for it, just go away with these guys, and then I do look after you. Nobody bothered. Child, I mean, Shell supports us. Agency whatever we we'll be called but I now mean, Esther yeah. Ransom would be on the phone.
0: Absolutely. And this is where I play the game that that's, you invent that's... during this book, which is called The Germans Have a Word for It. What do you reckon oh. the the word would be for going up to our broth uh, on a Saturday <laughs> winch, with a load of land?
1: Wind Schnaffen,
0: That
1: means wind from the coast, Johnny. I mean that means the the North, North Sea belts the North belt, Sea breeze belting in belts in <laughs> something like that this is going to be, belt, be I know
0: I know you're writing as we talked in the first half about this book on number 10s. Uh, and by the way Messi does feature in this book under the chapter Estradivarius which was very well it done does, uh, um, but yeah never know, forget I know, I know, that Messi Ronaldo Neymar tax problems Iniesta no tax problems ergo QED Iniesta's the best player of all time
1: well, I know they always say, "Oh, it wasn't me; it was somebody else." That the big boys actually—they won't mess it. But I think that was—that was roughly uh, the message. Uh, big boys did it and ran away. That was the, yeah. and they got off with it.
0: It's all tr- And again, I, this is how you kind of layer the cake of doom with the icing of comedy.
1: Thanks. That's oh. that's kind of a uh, you, you kind of do that, hoping that you can. You can broach the again broach a serious subject because the end the day, they doesn't pay the taxes for. And it was the Panama, it was the Panama Papers, wasn't it? It was yeah. the big, they, were, they were in that and all the details were there, but there was a good quote as well. I won't waste it. There's a really good quote from uh, one of the uh, Forbes magazine or something, and the guys like that, you know, be able to, to dumb it down and oversimplify. He goes, basically, if transparency is everything, and, and if there's anything at all is vague, they're onto you these guys know what they're doing you know I actually felt a wee bit guilty when I was writing about Messi though. Seeing I was writing the, the, the Messi's chapter for the number 10s which I think is out maybe later next year hopefully uh, I haven't got a, a date for that yet it's, I've got a contract it's coming out <laughs> you can tell I used to be in bands and all that it's like I've got a contract <laughs> can I see yeah, something written down get
0: an accountant
1: <laughs> yes get an so account. the project about Messi Ah, I, I definitely—I wouldn't say I fell in love with him again because I always found that, that, see that South American thing that Maradona did it as well—that getting yeah. just holding the hand up to get people booked and all that. That was that was always always annoying, man, and rolling about and all about. Did the wee guy get booted all his life? Do you know he was four foot ten when he was about eleven or twelve, and, yeah. they, and they were thinking he's not going to grow any more. And I get some really good quotes from the, the actual doctor who gave him the inject, gave him the. Who, diagnosed him and, and sat down with him and he stayed with him for, for years but one of the funniest things uh, in, in the, the message chapter and I'll will we'll go back to Scotland and the other book uh, is that if he played really well he would have a great season The Barcelona just up, uh, improved his contract all the time they just kept you know, if, if you and I were working We'd, have, we'd sign a three-year deal or something or, or some guy for Watford the Watford play was in For Watford played a great season it wouldn't matter you know you signed that one that's all you're yeah. getting but with we, we Messi they knew he was that good and, they'd, and it was the exit clause that you know the, if they wanted to buy it, somebody wanted to buy his contract it was like when he was like really young still a teenager it was like 150 million euros and then they were up to one of the contracts he got it was like 600 yeah. million euros and, and after we were playing in a game uh, I think it was it was Capello. Capello wanted to take him on loan. He couldn't believe how good he was. And he offered to pay his wages. And to, it was Inter Milan came in, Inter Milan offered to, to pay $150 million to pay out his, and to triple his wages. And that was at 17 or something. You know, it's just... I, I always think, imagine what it would be like if if you were... I think I said this in one in my other books as well, about croy or something, talking about... Imagine what you'd seen, seen a we kid lap when they were six or seven or eight or nine... But do you think, see if you married on at that age, imagine seeing somebody that good. Who was the best footballer you saw when they were really young? Did you know someone who made it, who became a big star? Uh. What would they like at that age? It's amazing to think, what what would they like? Was it so obvious they were going to become legendary? But imagine seeing a young Pele, or a a young Messi, or a young Zidane playing football. Oh, I got a
0: story about Zidane. Uh, Tony Potts whose memoir is, it's the book of the year, sorry to you, but it's just an amazing story about coming through at Spurs, called Losing My Spurs, and he talks about how he watched France's under-21s play England under-21s, and there's this description of this big, muscular, tall, balding player, and it was Zidane. And I think he knew that Zidane was going to be brilliant, much like Gascoigne. Um, And yeah, I'd I'd love to read Zizou's memoir. I don't think he's written one. Have you read any good football books in the last nine months?
1: Um, not be too busy writing. Correct. Be too
0: busy writing. Well, I've read a really good book about Nirvana, which you wrote, and I've I found oh, it on. after we spoke last May, and I really enjoyed it because it created well, the great. mood. Thanks both very both much of for thank that. you No, thanks for writing it. Uh, it's the scene in the UK and just the gradual kind of Nirvana mania that really was notable, and how you would go out of a venue. And you'd have trouble getting back in because there were yeah, more people Nottingham. outside the venue Nottingham. than yeah. inside. And I recommend to the listener that you go crying. back and listen Thank to Andy's first visit.
1: Well, there was a few places. One I always stuck my head was outside Nottingham, yeah. Rock City in Nottingham, and, and people were crying. I thought something had happened. I thought there would be a bad accident and they were all sitting in the street, you know, in tears because they couldn't get in. And I thought, Jesus, this, this is weird. But the Nirvana tour, I was, just to let people know, I was, I was a drummer in a band called Captain America and they were my pals. who joined, formed this band, and they needed a drummer in a hurry. And I, I joined them by accident. And I, I wanted to be a writer, and I, I kept, I took a notebook with me. But I never ever thought I would do anything about it. But as time passed, uh, obviously everything happened with Curt and all that. There was a kind of a, a couple of people had suggested I might do it. So I had, I had a guy called Tom Bromley. who was a really good. Uh, he was working in publishing at the time, and, and he's a really brilliant writer. He. He was a good uh, help at that point. Um, Norman Ferguson, my other pal, who's a writer, he, he was working with Tom and said, she speak to Tom about that? He's good at shape. And he, he helped me put it into an order. And then once I had it in order, people were really interested. Because I just had it as, as sort of memories of like a pop fan sort of watching stuff. And I thought, this is like almost famous kind of a vibe to yeah. you. He was just watching this band. But the thing was, Johnny, I was, I, I was inside the ropes. I was sitting beside Carter and all that. And I was sitting watching it. And, and he he thought it was hilarious that I was trying. I didn't want my friends to know I was keeping my diary because it, it wasn't sort of it was, it was 1990s and we all thought we were cool and all that, wasn't it? Wasn't he, You know, like it, it was it was a twee sort of thing you do to keep a diary and all that. But <laughs> he was keeping his diary and, and we, he was just talking about shop. That's really that was one of the the main the main uh, things out through. He was and it was just really it was just really I got on my thumb and he was really nice to me. And there's a couple of photographs where he made me go at the end of it, he said, going Go and, get that, go and get a camera. And they, but honestly, yeah. we had, the camera I had was like from the 70s. It was like a wee stupid camera. And I took this picture of him and he was burning a, uh, a pound note because he couldn't spend it in England. And it was a Scottish pound note he had and he was getting, getting it. And he, wanted, he was actually giving me, he was saying, here's a good photo for your book and all that. He was saying things like that oh, all the writer, you know, you need to this, get this done, get this done. Which is why anyway, you say the...
0: he could have gone into cinema. He could
1: have gone... I felt he could have had a brilliant idea. Good ideas, guys. You see, the very idea he wore our band's T-shirt. And we were all—I mean, it's okay to say now—but we were all signing on. We didn't have jobs, and we were. And the the tour actually started. and went round, and then halfway through. You were able to say you were actually actively seeking employment, which we were, and we were we were getting paid money. We get PDs, which were I think it was a five or a day or something, which was still actually allowed. And we we come up to Scotland and the, the weekend we played in Glasgow, like the, the Saturday and the Sunday and Friday night Edinburgh, Saturday night Glasgow, and we went. And I'm always remember going, going to the post office to collect that money and all that. Like this is just surreal people and you know, people are looking at you. And there was a big documentary on, which I get I get filmed for as well, which maybe we shouldn't go into that because it sound awful bitter and twisted about it, but they recorded me for, for ages and I gave them loads of crack stories and I, I was I thought I was in. They, they phoned me up to say, tomorrow night, a big documentary. Oh, that's cool. That's, then I got an email a few hours later saying... Uh, and slightly like, you know you never made uh, you never made all of the documentary We're really sorry sometimes he's and it was it
0: was worse because of it I spent uh, the christmas <laughs> period between boxing day and new year's day reading Dave Grohl's book The Storyteller you're not in it alas but not Dave me, comes I off really me. well and Christ especially uh, but this is like a love letter to Kurt so I recommend reading both those books in pretty short order as well as History of European Football in 100 Objects What's your favorite bribery scandal
1: I think maybe the, the Marseille one because it, it had a real tangible effect to, to Scottish football because Rangers were involved in it. Uh, also, I, I maybe I think the, the Calcio Negro one, the, the Italian, the, the, the Italian one was just nuts because the guys that were doing it. See the, the one where it was the, the fruit and veg guys
0: mm-hmm. in,
1: in, in Rome. Uh, the, the Toto Negro, which was the was that the second one? I was gonna mix up the Calcio Negro and then there's Toto Negro. So and it was just. Chaos and, and these guys were like it was some like the Sopranos. It was just, it was just they were just rubbish at it. They, they kept on trying to make money. They, they, they befriended uh, Lazio players, and a few Lazio players said that they would fix games. And it was all guys that were older, that maybe like squad players that might be getting games, and they they would try and fix games for them. And then they were they were actually losing. <laughs> Whenever they put the money on, they were losing out. And it's, it's a, a, I'm kind of about reticent to to give out because you need to read that's one of the ones you need to you read you're thinking to yourself right, if, you're, if you're watching this and, and you're, things are dismantling here and it's just it's just it's hilarious but With it's, the whole it's bit. sad as well it's hilarious
0: it's crazy I am uh, writing a piece about number twos and Antonio Conte's number two can't remember his name Christian I think he basically fell on his sword because he was a guy in the Calciopoli scandal at Juventus he got suspended for two years Two years of his career, just gone. And he was a very promising coach. Conte brought him in as a number two. And in 2012 to 2014, he had basically gardening leave for two years. A suspended jail sentence or a real jail sentence. He's currently number two with Conte. So he must have stories all about Italian football. And it tallies with um, the Romanian cooperativa, where you note that corruption is just part of their culture. So again, talking about Britain, where the story is kicking a cat, bad... Fixing a whole league, what was it? You win at home, what was the, you win yes. and we win? on Is a that...
1: handshake, on a handshake, yeah. at, at home you win. Oh, it was terrible, all that. I, I found that quite, the Romanian one I, I found, the Italian one, it seemed to be gangsterism more than anything and, and that sort of level of it. But it was it was obviously greed as well, there were a lot of people involved in it. But there was just a kind of an idiocy about it, but the, the Romanian one was, and it, was, it wasn't that long ago either. The referees, getting, you know, they were people to, the Romanian folk singer costume and that's quite a good one, the Cooperativa cartel. I don't think a lot of people know about that because it was, yeah. you know, they, they remember the, their amazing football team that took Barcelona in the final, remember they won it? Took it they won it, they? And yeah. what a, a coach, but they just blocked up everything, watched what Barcelona did. I mean, they, were, they were incredible, their, their records incredible. I mean, if that, was, if that was Spurs or if it was Watford or something, we'd be, we'd be raving about it. And no, they are all you've
0: got I should say they're recorded in Stephen Scragg's book about the European Cup, which has just come out.
1: Well sir. see I, I, everything's all overlapping, but we are of stories, aren't
0: we? No, <laughs> no. Well the the little known stories. Ducadam is also talked yeah. about by in Jonathan Wilson's book, The Outsider.
1: Calso Pauline for me was a a lot more it was just something about that it was it just it sounded like something there was a, a comedy strand throughout that that I just thought, and even though it was sad, they were losing. They were losing, and were, people need to read it. I don't want to waste it. People need to read it, because I didn't know about Calcio Polly. I'd, I'd heard of the first one, but I, the Calcio Polly, one I didn't know about. That and the, the Romanian one, and I, I mentioned the Forest, were, uh Poirot's moustache, and Anderlecht as well. Anderlecht and the United, they, they should have been in uh, major European finals. And they were they were cheated out of that, literally cheated out of it, bunged out of it by referees. But that's, that's para's moustache is a good one. Forrest, and the UEFA Cup final. Yeah. That's a good chapter.
0: That's, uh, and that, that's because Brian Clough should have won a third European Cup. Of course. Of yeah.
1: course he should have. It and in the end, Liverpool did. Right? Well, Liverpool beat... Uh, I Liverpool beat... Uh, p- 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 Roma. That was the other game. That was the United. Yeah, the United get beaten. But Roma wanted to, to get to the final so much because it was held in the... Stadio Olympico, yeah. it was their home ground. You know, so they do all like going on.
0: A history of European football in a hundred objects. Uh, the pitch catalogue says it's out on the fourteenth of February.
1: It's Valentine's Day by oh. by the sweetheart in your life who lost football this book. <laughs> <And it laughs> I don't is, know what you think thinking.
0: It has got football Sorry. and a boot on the cover. It's a proper cover. It's it's a really well chosen do you like the cover? Yeah.
1: Oh that's interesting. That's very interesting because uh, we had a lot of bother with the cover. <laughs> we had a lot of bother, a lot of discussion, this discussion's probably better, Good. because I, I wasn't I wasn't in favour of it, but now I see it, I, I put my hands up and say well done, and do you know what, See when you pick it up, I actually see the book, the book feels nice as well, it feels like a nice book, which is a daft thing to say, but actually the it's a quality item, you're, you're holding it, you're going that's actually quite a nice book to hold, um, but the actual Victoriana sort of look of it, the you know, because it has got a lot of stuff from the like uh, McCrum, the guy the guy from Northern Ireland invented the penalty spot his life as well, which he was at the Sonny Amelia and So there's there's loads of loads of old stories. I'm wary, I don't want to give away too many stories. All, stories I, are there.
0: all I wanted to do I knew we'd fill an hour very easily. I just wanted to ask you uh, and there's still some time left, but um the NAC in NAC Brader I know you're uh, going through COVID at the moment and you're just about to recover, but do you know off the top of your head?
1: To say it right now, no. I'm not going to even try it. No, well, for hours.
0: For our listener. And join You've in in the chorus. this. Never give up. <laughs> always keep going. Pleasant through <laughs> entertainment and useful through relaxation combination, Brader.
1: <laughs> no, I thought you were I, actually I knew that. No, I didn't. I was I gonna say, can you I thought you were gonna give it to Dutch. I thought you were asking me to say it to you in Dutch.
0: No. <laughs> no, <it's
1: hilarious. laughs> No, I, uh, that's amazing. It's an amazing story as well. A bit, a bit.
0: That's why it's in the book. And uh, also there, you can learn about the garlic that chases off the witches of Deportiva La Coruña, uh, Perugia <laughs> and the Gaddafi family. Ajax or Ajax or I-as, Ajax. Um, which is Ajax. is.
1: The... wonky geography. Uf is wo- wonky, wonky, wonky geography, how they get everything wrong. we we've never, we've never been back to Danny. We can maybe do that for the next book. Danny's <laughs> ejector seat, Danny Baker.
0: God, no, we, we trailed that in the first half. This is like a Ross Noble bit. Uh, so let's go, because Danny, well, Danny currently is, a, is doing what Sean Keevney is also doing, or Radiohead did with the In Rainbows album. They're using the brand and they're letting fans effectively patronise them. Was, is that something that you, and indeed Stuart Cosgrove is doing that with the Media Talks podcast. I reckon there's something in this. When you're not doing your tax inspecting,
1: but, uh, <laughs> Hong Kong fu I'm
0: not uh, anywhere near that level <laughs> oh, I, oh yes good just a mild janitor <laughs> with his books about about <laughs> n a c braer quicker than the human eye um, but if you were to do a blether cast to illustrate some of these stories because you've got two hundred of them now, plus Cruyff, plus the perfect tens, plus sandy Trout, uh, plus all the anecdotes that you're not telling us about Cosgrove and what really goes on off the ball
1: I, i'm not I'll leave that to guys i mean guys like Stuart Cosgrove can. They can talk. I like listening to people who can talk. Danny Baker can talk. Max Rushton guys like that. Mm. You know, Barry, even Glenda. Anyway, I listen to all these guys on these podcasts. They're really, really good. They're really sharp. they can go in. I like to write. I know it sounds daft. I know it sounds like if I'm a monk or something. I love to play drums. I love love listening to music. I love watching football and I love writing about football. But see this bit. This is my least favorite bit. However. I do get quite a lot of thing, people asking me to do stuff, but I don't want to sound like um, a, a little Sookie boy, but there's, there's three or four people who I know I will talk to, and you're one of them, oh, because I like what you do. No, I, I like I like listening to, to what you do. It's the same with the set piece. I wrote a piece for the set pieces, uh, and I like reading that, and I like listening to their things. So if they ask, if they want me to do something, I'll do something for them. But it's very nice of you to say it. I would rather get, be behind the scenes and write a bit stuff, but... Funny you should say that, and and it's something that I should maybe just sort of tiptoe around the edges. But there's a few people asking me to do a, a podcast, quite a, a major uh, broadcast Ooh. company who mm-hmm. quite a lot of people know, and there's a few people in the BBC quite keen to discuss things and talk about things. But it's just at, at that level just now, and and I'm happy to go along with it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I, I like I like I love the BBC, but I, I, to, to do it as a patch and to do all that, no. If I was going to do it, I would do it with, with a... Uh, so it was on uh, sounds and on everywhere, and you could get it, people could get it. My stories are too uh, too in-depth and too, too meandering. And that's it, what it's an quite editor does. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But I, I remember I got on off the ball the first time, and when I was on it, I was just... I kept on... I was just watching Stuart and Tam go through the show, and I, can't, I think I said this to you before, but it was like... It was surreal for the first time. The second time, I was a lot more relaxed, and it was like a two-hour show, and a blather, and about Johan Cruyff. It was this time, and I was thinking, these, these guys are just blooming so, pro- <laughs> so professional. And I said, "What am I doing here? What am I actually sitting doing here?" But and, yeah, and you come out and then, and they treat you so well, and it's so nice and so relaxing. And I think if if you if you're doing something and they're professional and they're really good, so I grew up in Airdrie, uh, North Lanarkshire, I'm from, and to talk yourself up, who kidding you? Think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are who, who are you everyone wants to bring you down and I think it, it, I quite like it you see the young kids coming through now the people doing comedy they're all super confident and they think they're brilliant and they're not the other parents think they're, like, they're, mm. they're, they're uh, Picasso and Mozart and all that they're not they're never going to make it in a band the crap the drummer's rubbish <laughs> you know what I mean you're, you're, no that's not going to work that's not good enough I'm in Atlantic Records the accident I mean I, I play in a, uh, Captain America became genius, and genius have get records out in Atlantic Records and something of like my music, my singing's on that I wasn't even trying, I was just hanging about with my pals, I couldn't focus for any longer than 18 seconds without thinking of jokes and looking for boobies and farting and stupid things, you know, <laughs> just like <"Hey!" laughs>
0: that is true but that's one of the themes of the book Dave Grohl can concentrate, your mind's all over the place, so what you're saying in the last few minutes, what you've been saying is you're kind of like the Helen the Bell of Scottish comedy writing
1: you're... Oh, Helen the Bell! Someone wanted me to take that out. I, I fought for Helen to stay in. I, I wanted that. And the Corico guy as well, Shrewsbury, yep. just Fred, Fred's Corico and, and Helen's Bell. They wanted both of them out. I said, like, no, nah, they're staying in. Pivotal, football, European football. Man City when they were nobodies.
0: Man City in the old days, yes. Before, um, hang on, who bought them? Is it Abu Dhabi? They're Abu Dhabi. Saudi is Newcastle. There's no point. The, the ship has sailed... Uh, I was going to ask you about UEFA, but time does not allow. So, yeah, this chapter on Helen the Bell. I didn't know that. And what you use her as a cipher for the era. The era yes. where at the top level, and obviously at lower levels, and at our Arbroath, there are still these Helen the Bell figures. There's one at Portsmouth. Yep. John Portsmouth yep. FC. But you you wanted them in because they represented the community aspects of football. The unsung hero who did it because yep. they loved it. Um, would Arbroath not be kind of a, a for a torchbearer for that kind of story amid what's going on at Rangers and Celtic and Hearts oh, I mean, And, no, and David Goodwillie, I mean, have who we mentioned
1: best not to yeah. the, the the thing we have growth though in, in clubs like that, like they all I mean I've got friends that are really, really involved at Albion Rovers and and their passion for Albion Rovers is like, you know, undiminished. It's just like and I think there's something cool about that. I like that. I love that. But to take Abroath, um, there's I'm sure there was there was a writer in Scotland, Graham Spears, and Spears he used to go up to growth all the time, and there was a character, I think he's passed away, there was a character who used to always talk about who was who was there sort of hell on the bell, it was this this guy who was always there. There was an old guy at Hamiltonakis called Fergie, who used to swear and curse and swear, and he used to always get banned for the ground. He was more famous than Hamilton Hamiltonakis, so there are characters like that, maybe that's another book. So, that's us. We're doing the 1970s uh, Lazio side, a book about that. That's a winner. That's the ex- most explosive book you ever read about football. Uh, characters who, who, who've who become ciphers for the actual the, the how important a club is to a community. Uh, aye, that's a winner, by the way. John, you right? that watch your next one. I'll that could be. Well, I didn't. I, I've got an something.
0: idea for a novel, but. Um, <laughs> which part I'll really... Keep that quiet. Keep that quiet. All right. Um...
1: What's, what's the idea? What's the actual
0: idea? Uh, boxing day, the team loses, fan opens boxing his phone. Box,
1: and, slow down, slow down. Boxing day,
0: team. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll send it in an email. No, um, <laughs> so this guy um, gets uh, installed as a manager by the chairman who watches a video saying, I can do better than that. Uh, and he's a, a sparky who um, is a big fan of the club. He tries to win the bomb squad over at a game of pool. He the chairman wants him to get a new suit. Um, his mum. He's got a, the the key pivot point of the book is when he goes for tea with his mum, and it's the whole game of the book is whether he'll last longer than Brian Clough. Will it be forty four days? And he eventually realizes that being a manager is no fun at all. Um, and That's he, pretty good. and so uh, the guy's name is Moz, short for Morrissey. So that ages right. him a little bit. So he's kind of so late. Late thirties. And
1: he's an electrician, so the the big question I would ask as your editor is, do the team down tools? Very good. maybe uh, That's a good a good title for it, I don't know, downing tools.
0: It. Downing tools. Downing tools, yeah, you can know, have that. There, that's 10% Spark, to you. Spanner. There are so many books that Pitch haven't told. It is amazing just how many stories they've got. And they've now got European football, uh, Johan Cruyff, <laughs> and this Perfect Tens book. Uh, and they will have, by the way, From Kids to Champions, May the 2nd, uh, which is also out on pitch. I'll but try and get you a copy of it.
1: The good thing about Paul at um, pitch is that they, they actually know their stuff and they, they, they can tell an idea. As soon as you tell them an idea, they'll be able to say yes or no. Goes back to what I was saying earlier about walking into Watson's, seen a book on the shelf. People, they know what people like and what people buy. And go back to the cover of the book we are saying you like to cover. At first, I have to hand uh, cards on the table time. I didn't... Uh, I didn't I wasn't hugely enamoured with it at first and then I had to be convinced that like the sort of the Victoriana kind of a look tied down with a lot of the thing about football and the history in the museum and and I'm I've been proven wrong and I have to put my hands up because about everyone who's seen it, about thirty or forty people who have seen it and held it and watched it and looked at it and i said, Oh, that's a cracking book cover, that's a really good cover. I love that cover. To me I wanted it to be more uh, bright and stark <laughs> And I, uh, I think I had a worse ball and all that for you, fun, <laughs> in blood, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> knives, guns, everything.
0: Talking about blood, we haven't talked about Union Berlin, but that's in the book.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! That's a great chapter.
0: Stories upon stories, and this is—it's a great bedtime read because you can just do two, and then think, oh, "I'll do one more. Yeah, I'll do one can, more," and then, you can, then you're done.
1: You can come in and out of it. At your, at your play. Yeah. It's a museum, you can, and you've got a pass all day, all year. You can come in and out. Well, listen, John, that was brilliant. Thanks very much for that.
0: No, Thanks thank you, Andy. What, again? That's magnificent. I really enjoyed
1: rating it and I hope everybody enjoys it. Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Shh!